to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, once again, we are here in the Iconic Talk studios in Icon Real Estate offices at yes. 41 South Cameron Street. Mm-hmm. Just for everybody to know, feel free to stop by that those offices anytime. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's not like this closed, secretive location. There's nothing, I don't know. I don't, like you can't pop by. I mean, this just wide open, nine to five, Monday to the Friday. Right, come offices on Offices are open. Stop by, check it out. You know, there's still not signs on the building, and when I say signs, it would be Icon Real Estate signs. Look for the look for the floor mat in front of the door. Look for the floor mat. <laughs> signs are coming. All the permits have been approved. There's one final permit that we're still waiting for to come in, and then the signs will get put up. Um, we'll be having a fun open house down the road at the end of April, and. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's, I love the building. I love mm-hmm. the culture and the vibe that it, it brings. And just a quick story of the old offices that we used to be at. Um, it's just half a block away. Right. Uh, and when we first moved into those buildings, we were just kind of fumbling around looking for anybody to help us. There is one person who was just like a friend of a friend of a friend who said that she could help. And I was like, I really am going for this mid-century modern look mm-hmm. because it fit the beams and the character of the right. building. But it needed paint. It needed walls t- torn out. It needed all kinds of stuff. And we got halfway down the road. And it just was not vibing, not working. And so I said, I know who I need to call. Because this is the person who I would trust and who I would know. Called Ruth Truman, an interior designer, and we were halfway through the process. Halfway through How do you the know design. Ruth? I've known Ruth from church. Okay. Um, and she has done a couple of things for us and we worked we partnered together at church events of decorating things, decorating of course, okay. interior design um, with events. And she also had a has a sick child. That over the years, there is all kinds of just people who would help and support her and her family. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, so that's how we got to connect with Ruth. And I said, she's the one who needs to help with this building. So she made the turn the corner of where we were in the design process of the old building and made it exactly how I had envisioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, this mid-century modern look that um, had furniture and cool sleek features that matched kind of the culture that we're shooting for for icon real estate so fast forward to here we are now well in in your own building and then icon's own building the actual building that we own and i'm like ruth it's time to go again because like i need you to replicate what we had done right at the old building everybody just raves about it when they walk in i'm like this is so cool i love it it's amazing i've never seen an off real estate office like this and I want those same reactions mm-hmm. for a building that we're in today. So I said, Ruth, you got your job cut out for you because it's a complete different floor plan. Right. Complete different um, uh, just layout of the building. But I'm like, 
make it identical and make it better. Well, and taking it also <laughs> from a residence to an office, yeah. but still keeping the warmth. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love the reception area downstairs, the, uh, the fireplace, the wood mantle that we have. I mean, really, if you, if you're out and about, just stop in and just come in and see what she's done. Wide open. It's, yep. It's beautiful and warm and comforting and, um, it's just a great space. And it gives us all the things that we need, which is a, a hangout space for clients. When you first pop in and you can see the front desk where I love just doing presentations on the TV mm-hmm. and be able to show you here's where here's houses, here's a listing presentation, or here's the things that like we're looking for, make notes and it's all visible. It's open, but then there's a few other separate office spaces. There's our recording studio here that we're in right now. Um, we're, we're currently um, working on an apartment in the back of the building mm-hmm. that will go up for rent very soon. And so over the course of this episode, you may or may not hear <laughs> saw blades in the background. So yes, no, there's not like a, a, a crazy Halloween party back there no. with, with, you know, Freddy Krueger or whatever <laughs> else is going on back Just there. No stairs being installed, Just stairs being installed. And so you'll hear noises throughout the episode, which is fine, but that's all part it's, of the vibe that we have here. We're real. <laughs> we're real. Yes. So that, yeah, there will be an apartment. So by the way, if anybody wants to live downtown and have an amazing apartment with walking distance to downtown and, and, a, parking. and a parking space, one bedroom, one nice full bathroom, separate living room space, separate kitchenette. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. that'll be coming up. Less about me now, okay, as the saw blades and the nail guns and stuff go off in the (laughs) background. Almost on cue. On cue. (laughs) You know, we we started talking about Ruth, and yes, it is only logical for us to have a chat with her today. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you'll get a chance to hear from Ruth Truman, her background, her stories, her expertise. Um, She'll give you some tips as well, because we all want to hear tips of how can we make our house better. Right. (laughs) And, um, And she has an amazing story. So I would suggest continue listening to our chat with her but also i'll say it again come by icon real estate and see her work um, for what it is in person so here's our chat with ruth truman from ruth truman interior well we are here with ruth truman from ruth truman interiors how are you yay thanks very excited to be here yeah you know it's funny because we have talked about you a lot on our episodes of just how amazing you have designed the space mm-hmm. for Icon Real Estate, and awesome. now we finally have you here. So as you walk through this building that we're in, you know, you took it from, I won't say it was rough shape, but it was a residence <laughs> shape with dark yeah. blinds and things around that didn't work to something that's an amazing office. So yeah, what's your impression of uh, what it looks like now? Because we'll we'll brag about it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it turned out well exactly how um, the three Ds. Um, That's what that I, I love about it. Yes, yeah. because it's almost like a TV show where yeah. <laughs> you know you treated it and you took something that was a blank canvas of what can you do, put it into a three dimensional virtual reality kind of tour, and it looks almost identical to it. Yeah. That is the great thing. And I think that's, you know, one of the um, benefits of using a 3D tool for that I use with my clients and stuff is that uh, it just helps people who not everybody's as visual and creative as, you know, to visualize what is it going to look like and all the details together. Mm -hmm. 
So that really does um, make a difference, I think, for a it's lot It's funny of that you say that. It looks just like the 3D, and that's my first reaction, too. Like, yeah. it's just kind of, and I'm sure that's a goal of yours. Right. To, to yeah. somehow make it look like the drawings mm -hmm. get pulled together, and it, and it did. Right. It's yeah, great. no, everything came out almost exactly the same. So that's. Well, enough about us. Enough, right. enough <laughs> about the building. Yes. Um, and bragging about your cool designs, which we'll hear more about. But just. Tell us about yourself. Give us a little history of your life because there's some interesting stories along the way that led you to where you are today in Winchester. So tell yeah. us about your family and where you grew up. Yeah. So, well, firstly, let me say thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, this is officially my first podcast awesome. ever no pressure. in my life. It's right? just us chatting. It's it, great. It was mine too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I actually, um, grew up, I was born and raised in Africa. Hmm. Um, my parents were missionaries. So, um, we lived there until I was 18. And, uh, a lot of people always think that's, um, interesting because you're an interior designer and you grew up in Africa. How does that work? Um, yeah. right. How does that work? But, um, I always, um, I feel like, like if you, if it's in your blood, it's in your blood, you mm -hmm. know? When I was little, I would, you know, my mom would make all the bedding and I'd be like painting my room, you know, in Africa. So, um, <laughs> so grew up there, came here um, to go to college when I was 18. Um, we all moved back actually to Ohio. Um, and I actually started with a communications major. Didn't know mm. what I wanted to do really. So, you know, seemed that seemed good. Um, so... My second year, I uh, had a, a friend whose daughter, my parents had a friend whose daughter was um, an interior design degree, which I actually had no idea that was, you know, that was before HGTV right. TV shows that yeah. um, even, you know, you knew that was a job. So I actually had no idea that was a career path. And so um, I was like, wow, yeah, that sounds like I'd want to do so. Switched majors, um, got a four-year degree, four degree in design, um, got married, had a couple jobs, worked for other people along the way, um, started out actually in commercial design, more so like offices, mm -hmm. um, cubicle type, hmm. where you build the cubicles. So how do you get out of school to then land a job in that industry? I mean, it's probably a very specific niche degree interior design and so you're then you a commercial company found you um yeah so actually i mean there if you think about someone else said this the other day like uh regarding like their their daughter or they were kind of this you know saying saying don't do interior design because there's really no jobs in uh -huh. it and i was like you'd be surprised how many um areas um, need interior design or have interior designers. I yeah. mean, the government has interior designers, um, commercial design for all kinds of things. Hotels. And then hotels. Okay. I mean, yeah. everything yeah. is about design, really. I mean, you have to build it. You've got to design it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not just the architects that are, you're having them hmm. design the structure, but it's really important to have a designer um, do the interior space. So, yeah, I... Um, just it was a commercial company that really did. Um, it's called Steelcase 
furniture brand and it was more so like um, building the computer-based CAD building the um, cubicles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know uh, materials in office spaces so um, it was a good stepping stone then that was in Ohio moved to um, Maryland actually Frederick Maryland um, because my husband got a job in Leesburg. So we lived in Frederick, Maryland, and I worked for a model home company called um, Builders Design, which are still around, a very big model home company. They do um, model homes for builders. Um, they're one of the biggest on the East Coast here. And uh, so actually I worked for them for probably five years, and really that was... I want to say pivotal in learning um, scale, uh, space, learning how to design for a specific type of uh, client because there you're designing to sell the home. Mm -hmm. So we had um, marketing people who would market research where this house is going to be in the certain area and they would give us that research. So we are going to design this home. Um, based on selling it to a specific client. That's right up our alley. Right? Yep. Yeah. As right. far as like what people need to do to sell a house. But then that's basically you're still working for a person or a company who's doing all that. Um, then you're translating that now into where you are today where you're on your own. Right? right? And so yeah. how did you make that decision of saying, oh, it's nice to work for somebody who gives me the jobs and gives me the work to then say, okay, I, I'm ready to launch and do something more on my own. Was that right. like a forced thing of how you got to Winchester or did, was there a mental decision of a light bulb saying, oh yeah, I think I can do this by myself? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there was some time that passed. We moved from Frederick to here. I, I had kids. I just did the stay at home mom thing for a while and then kind of just helped people out, you know, here and there. And then I was like, after my kids got a little older and I'm like, wait a second, you know, like why work for someone else um, when you can have the control, you know, and the freedom, the flexibility, mm -hmm. flexibility yeah. Yeah, yeah. with kids. Um, let me just do this. So I started off, you know, little at a time. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I think it was in 2016 where I sort of like decided, let, let me call it something. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know have a website and figure this out more. So when did, when did you move to Winchester then? And what, what moved you from Frederick to Winchester? So um, we had lived in Frederick and uh, in a townhouse actually, and single families on, were more affordable, mm -hmm. honestly. And we had a lot, there's a lot of people that my husband worked with in Leesburg he were, um, that said, oh yeah, move out to Winchester. <laughs> Um, you can get more land <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. for less. Yep. Yep. So um, we jumped on the boat and they said, oh yeah, it's easy. It's only like 35, 40 minutes. Well, we never drove that drive <laughs> until we actually moved. Wow. <laughs> and it's a little longer than 35, 40 minutes, but right. it, um, it's not bad. And so anyways, yeah, so that's what brought us here. Um, we moved and love it. Mm. Loved it ever since. So, so tell us about your family. You said kids. How many so kids do you have? Three kids. Uh, have a night just turned nineteen. 
um, in Arizona going to college, mm. and then a 16-year-old, um, Isaiah, and then youngest is 13. And so, yeah, three boys. Um, never did get it, my girl. <laughs> when the boys get married, that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. When yeah. get three girls. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So then la- launching and doing something on your own, is obviously it sounded like for the purpose of just helping people, helping people you know. And how has that developed into a business um, beyond just yeah. helping people? Because that's the that's the difference. Both of us, Megan right. and I, have owned our own businesses and worked for other people. And there's a little bit of additional challenges that come with doing something on your own. <laughs> right. You know. So what have you experienced over those six, seven years of doing that on your own? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I think that I always say to new kids who are, like, thinking about design, what is the, like, number one thing if you want to be an interior designer? Like, make sure you love working with people, right? Mm. Because, I mean, you're in it with them. Mm. Like, you see all their nitty-gritties and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just, like, real estate. So, I feel like um, that now I'm losing track of people yeah folks (laughs) it's all about people yeah right i mean from what i from what we experience as realtors you you do see like you said the nitty-gritty of people's Mm -hmm. lives and they open their doors they open their homes to you and they say okay tell me what to do to help sell a house you're very similar they're opening the doors to you and they're saying this is my ugly world make it better right right yeah so it, it's this kind of interpersonal experiences that you're constantly having to work with making a customer or a client right. happy. Right. Um, and how do you get to know your clients to be able to know what they what's going to work in their space? Do you design for the person or do you, do you design for the space? So I have a process that I like to work with with clients. Um, first, initially, we do a call, quick call. Um, and that's kind of just to get a feel for the project, like what they're trying to move forward with and kind of, you can kind of get a feel of personality on a call. Um, and then my second phase is we do a two hour consultation and that's a more in depth. Um, like what, what are we, are we getting something? Are we, uh, just a living room? Are we furnishing it? And then after that two hour consult, um, if we're moving forward with like a big process project, then um, I have a design quiz questionnaire, and I really try to hone in on what their style is. I mean, I have a personal style, but not all my clients um, have the same style. Mm-hmm. And so I really think as a designer, I mean, it's really important for me to design something they're living in it I'm not living in it so it's like guiding them on we're going I'm gonna obviously make suggestions I'm gonna create a design but with their style in mind Mm -hmm. um, and you know guide them to make the right decisions of what is gonna work together do you have someplace local that you like to get your um, I guess your furnitures or any of the I guess knickknack yeah. things for decorations is there some place local that you like to go to so um it depends on the space but um the local places are great for like upholstery mm-hmm. uh, most people when we're purchasing upholstery want to be able to sit in it mm-hmm. right like a new sofa and so like i use patents furniture here in winchester's great love them right. um 
And so I'll, you know, narrow the options down and then we'll take the clients. A lot of the, um, other items, um, however, is as a designer, I have access to vendors that are not open to the general public. Okay. Um, and so I sort of curate a, um, items and in picture form based on that. And then for the, during the presentation, you know, it is unique to hear you say that like you, you have your own personal tastes, but Mm -hmm. then you try to cater towards the tastes of the client and you have to merge that. I'm sure because for the most part, the general public probably is not experienced in interior design, just like the general public's not experienced in being a lawyer or an accountant or a realtor or a graphic designer, you know, there's experts. And so you're the expert in that field. So you have to merge your expertise into their tastes. What does that look like for you when, when you're trying to coach and guide a client and they're asking for something that might not be aesthetically pleasing in your opinion. (laughs) When when both of what you want is so far off. Right, right, exactly. Well, I think that, um, you know, that first beginning process, like I like to say that, you know, not everybody, when, when I meet and if somebody's taste was really like, you know, I just didn't think we were gonna gel, like overall, I, I feel like I'd be, I'd offer, you know, like maybe it would be good to find a designer who's like really, Mm. uh, you know, gothic style Mm -hmm. or something, Mm -hmm. you know, there's once in a while there's an extreme taste. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) I think that the key is, you know, I can, I've worked with clients who are French country, um, mid-century modern. And I love, I love design, so many aspects of design that I could look at a French country kitchen and love it and know that, you know, um, putting it together, certain things are going to work and mm. certain things aren't. So that's where you're steering them and, you know, you're hoping that they're going to trust and value that your expertise and, um, we're getting to the end goal of a, you know, modern kitchen. And so putting this in it is not going to work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're sort of just steering them so yeah. that they're making the best decisions you know, to come out with that final product. Yeah. Okay. Collaboration. Right. Trying yeah, to exactly. work together to make it all cohesive exactly. of what they like and what works, you know, so give the people what they want right now. So, cause what are the trends? What are the, <laughs> what are the hot colors? What are the, the tips that you can pass on of what people are doing to stage their houses, to design their houses, the color patterns, the, you mentioned yeah. mid-century modern, you mentioned French country. What are the, the key style buzzwords out there right now? Well, I think that, you know, we've had a, you know, decade or so of like the whites and the grays have been really in for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially like in kitchens and stuff. And I want to say there's this definitely this warmer trend of wood is coming back. And I know everyone's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but those warm white oak tones of wood, um, you know, still there's mixing them with, there's a lot of mixing going on. It's not just like an all white kitchen, like you're mixing some of the cabinetries in the wood and some mm-hmm. is in the white and maybe, maybe you throw in like black Island or, you know, so I think that, um, people are wanting warmth and color even. And so like even the, the sage green kitchen cabinets and 
the color is back. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I do think it's fun when I'll have a client who's not afraid of color because mm-hmm. it is I was watching one of those TV shows with my wife the other day and we're looking (laughs) at the end product and it was, it was like that. It was whites with like this huge, big, uh, darker green, emerald green wall of tile along with some really like yellowy golds and then woods. So there's a combination of a bunch of things. And in my mind, my real estate hat is on. I'm like, they are just going to date themselves very quickly because there's trends and then there's long-lasting, timeless kind of right. looks. Right. So we're constantly, as realtors, coaching our clients to say, okay, if you want to sell a house, it, let's do something that is, you know, going to go over with the big masses, and and you know, make sure that like mm-hmm. it's a timeless kind of trend, and don't paint the wall a big cobalt blue or whatever it might be that, that might be ugly, you know. Right. And so, ha- don't like, limit your pool of buyers. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then. There's what people want. So mm-hmm. I think we, we coach people, if you're in a, if we're on a listing appointment, we'll just put real estate terms out there, and they're not really looking to sell their house, but like, what would it go for today? And they're like, tell me what to paint, tell me what to do. I would be coaching them to think as an investor. Mm-hmm. You're, you, as an interior designer, might be coaching them, what do you want? Like, what's your wishes? Because there is this balance of right. a give and take of like, what's going to last for forever right. versus what do, what do I want and what do I want to live with today in the moment? Right. You know, it, it's just fascinating because mm-hmm. the different perspectives that people have of interior design is very opinionated. Yeah. You know, a lot of, Oh yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and so <laughs> you see that too, you know, of, right. you know, watching a TV show where something like, that's ugly, that's hideous or, Oh, well, mm-hmm. I want my house to look exactly like that. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's this balancing act and I don't know, it's not a question in this. I'm just kind of thinking yeah. out loud of like you see people get fascinated by what they see on TV shows, right? right? Yeah. And they're like, I want that design, you know, yeah. that the, the Chip and Joanna Gaines design, I want my house to look just like theirs or right. whatever the, the trend is right now. Um, right. Shiplap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Shiplap was definitely, yeah, hot commodity there for a while. I think it's a kind of waning. But I think that, um, you know, that's a hard thing because... Like people will often say you had mentioned timeless and I was like, people often say, you know, we're redoing our kitchen. We want it to be timeless. And I'm always like, I have a job because things aren't timeless. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? Right. I mean, there is certain things that, you know, the moldings in this room are phenomenal. They were here, you know, a hundred years ago or half world. And so there are definitely things that are, but we updated it by painting it all white, you know? So there are certain things. So that is the thing, the, you know, coaching people to how are we going to make this have longevity um, with the reality that, you know, I say 15, 20 years, you know, you're going to want to change something. So put your real estate designing hat on right now. If you were going to be going to a client's house and they're saying, I do want to sell. What would those differences be of how can you make it as, as time? And you're right. Timeless is probably not the right word because everything's going to go out of style. But right. what would you suggest people do to get their house to look at least presentable in a way that would match the current trends and then be long lasting if they're in a seller house? Any right. suggestions yeah. that you would make yeah. for that? Yeah. I mean, I think that for me, it's a lot about just simplifying um, getting out clutter. Cause I think in general, like when I used to do the model homes, we would, you know, 
um, have minimize all the the tchotchke stuff mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I always think say you know a larger accessory is better than you know having a bunch of little things so I think that that you know that kind of thing if someone's but if someone was like to design a room of space we're designing it but they're thinking they're gonna probably move in five years yeah we might maybe not go with the you know all the green cabinets yeah oh I've yeah. seen houses where they have like saloon doors like a going mm -hmm, into right. their kitchen from their dining room that I'm yeah like, wow okay right. that's that's a <laughs> very special unique look right you know? exactly yeah let's not go with those like really which i probably wouldn't have suggested anyway <laughs> saloon doors. you mean that's I not mean, your style oh. yeah maybe not that one but <laughs> well you know i think that there's also a component of your interior design world that we wanted to chat about but give us a little taste of some of the nonprofit things that you do talk about your family talk about what led you into this other world that you can explain for us? Yeah, so um, a quick little um, synopsis of, a, it's been about nine years ago, my son had a brain tumor and was diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And he is doing great today. Uh, he's 16 years old and he's cancer free. And the reason I bring that up is because it led me to um, a different area of my business, um, my nonprofit side, and, which I would have never, if we had never experienced that, I would have never, we would never be in this place today. Um, so in 2000, um, I guess it was 19, I had stumbled upon a nonprofit, um, national nonprofit called Savvy Giving by Design. And it was started by a designer in California. Um, and they make over rooms for kids who are going through some sort of medical crisis um, at no cost to the family. And I was like, wow, this is so great. And what she has done is made it a national non um, chapters, kind of like Make-A-Wish has chapters mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. different states. So she has made it, um, and so I, wrote to them and I said, hey, I'd be interested in heading up the Virginia chapter. Mm. And, uh, you know, being a little tiny designer situation in Winchester, I thought, you know, this is no, no, that's not going to happen. And yeah, they were like, that's great. And so um, we started the 2019, opened up the chapter here in Virginia. And um, so since we started, I think we've served, uh, provided eight to 10 rooms for kids, mm. um, including their siblings. So mm. what we do is um, kids can be nominated for, or families can be nominated for this. And uh, we meet with the kids. We totally make over their room as if they were a client of mine. Um, and then it's uh, basically fundraise for these rooms so everything is you know provided you know fundraising wise and then we also have a Facebook group page where we will post actual items that we need for the room and then people can go and say yep I'll buy this and then they hmm. ship it to me and then we have an installation week where we basically come in and redo the entire room in a week for the wow so you, you state it is almost like like a tv show again mm -hmm. where it's this yeah. instant home makeover yeah and in a week's time you're completely converting the room for the 
child who's sick, mm-hmm. but also any siblings? All the siblings, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And that was really important to me because, um, you know, I, if you haven't gone through a traumatic thing with your child, um, you might not realize the effects it has on the other kids. Mm. And when my um, son was going through, I remember specifically my three-year-old at the time said, man, I wish I had cancer. Isaiah gets everything. Hmm. And I was like, you know, he was only three. He didn't even understand what cancer was, you know? And it was just, it made an impact that like the kids are experiencing a lot of trauma um, on their, the siblings are. Hmm. And how can we, you know, provide for them and you know make their day brighter so for the siblings to get it it's just like such an added thing you know thing for them to experience this gift as well well that's an awesome venture to take on i mean and that's all volunteer Mm -hmm. it's all volunteer so um there are three other board members um i like basically was like my sister, I'm like, can you, <laughs> I pulled my sister and my two friends in. I'm like, can you guys be board members? <laughs> and so, um, my friend who's an accountant, um, so she does all the counting for the nonprofit volunteer. My sister does all the, um, social media. And, um, then what we do is we try to get local. So we will often need the carpet really, removed and we put down LVT for allergens. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we need painting done. We need built-ins built. We need closet organizers. Um, So there's a lot of like that end of the design that we need um, murals painted. And so we reach out to the local area um, wherever the child is. And actually we just announced that we have um, a new recipient, Kennedy. Is five here. She lives in Winchester and has two brothers um, and a baby on the way. Wow. And so we're super excited. We just announced her as our first recipient of the year, and we're hoping to be able to have her room, their rooms in and done um, before baby comes, which is May, I think. And um, so we are looking, actually right now, we're not only in the fundraising um, part on our on our group page, um, but also looking for contractors who are willing hmm. to, um, you know, volunteer their time to help us on the um, end of the other aspects, hmm. painting and all those things. So real quick, while we're even talking about it, how would people get connected with that? Yeah, so you can go directly to the website, which is SavvyGivingByDesignVA.org. Um, and on there, there's a submission form. Um, there's my numbers on there. Reach out to me directly. Um, if there's, um, because we kind of have to coordinate this all. We like to minimize, you know, people who are in the middle of crisis, like for example, Kennedy's going through, um, cancer treatments Mm -hmm. and chemo. So we'll, um, she might be out of the house for treatment when we go in that week, um, if that works out. But we like to minimize it. The family's already experiencing a lot, mm-hmm. right? And we don't want to drag this out over months. Mm. So that's why everything is ordered, ready, set, go. 
and we come in in a week and it's done and then they can get back in. It's amazing preparation and planning and coordinating right. and I'm always fascinated when you see the TV shows do that magically yeah. but you're doing it in real right. life right. again yeah. and coordinating it's all the lot. people and all the local helpers and contractors yeah. and volunteers so right. that's impressive. Thanks yeah. for working mm -hmm. on all that stuff. That's yeah. amazing. I, I just realized you've got some um, uh, two swimming families. Um, Chloe, of course, you guys have yeah, done hers, and she used to swim that. with my my son at oh, Sharando. Awesome. And I think, and actually, my daughter, um, she was a member of the Sharando Sharks, which Kennedy's family is as well. The um, summer swim league in Sharando. Oh, that's great! So, yeah, Chloe, that was awesome. We loved yeah. doing Chloe. It was fun. That was our first like kind of teenager girl room, so that's right. always fun with the two girls. Yeah, I love seeing the pictures on your website. They're great to be able to see the before and after, not just for Chloe, but for her sister too. Hmm. Yeah, and it's always fun. We work up to, um, you know, the week of install, we post a bunch of pictures and then we post the reveal. Sometimes we do a lot, a video reveal. Mm -hmm. And so it's so great seeing the kids' reactions because they don't actually know. Um, we don't give them a whole lot. Um, like we sit down and find out what you know what their dream room is and then um you know obviously um, pass things by the parents and stuff but we really want it to be like a surprise mm -hmm. like and so it is truly they're not allowed in the room that week we're working on it and then it is a a reveal we call it um uh we make them go to their room it's the only time you know going <laughs> making your kid go to your room is a good that's thing that's a good right? thing yes right. Yeah. right so how many have you been able to like what do you typically average in a year do you try to do one or two so um you know we would love to do as many as possible because it's the we all have full-time jobs mm -hmm. and literally it's a grassroots fundraising thing um it really is the funds, you know, if the more the funds we can do, the more or have, the more rooms we can provide. Mm -hmm. um, so that is an ongoing effort process of raising funds and stuff. So um, some years we've done three, um, some years a little harder in raising funds too, but you know, uh, we're hoping that the number will increase because the reality is there is actually a lot of kids mm. and it's not just kids with cancer, mm. it's, um, Mm -hmm. You know, any sort of medical crisis where kids are just, you know, these kids are spending so much more time in their room than average kids, whether they're healing and recuperating. Right. Or bouncing and back and forth from the hospital. Exactly. And then when you go home, you want to have a nice, comfortable, relaxing room that you are right. hanging out in. Or, yeah. or sometimes yeah. there's some things that are medically needed in the room. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We take those all into account. And, and I'm always like, you know, we as adults, you know, we change our living spaces up because we and we know how it makes us feel your space can really affect if you're coming into your house and you really don't like it or certain things about it it really does affect your whereas you come into a calming relaxing space it really affects how you feel mm -hmm. and so that's the same concept i'm like with kids who are healing you know if they can come into a, a space where it's more healing for mm -hmm. them it's going to affect yep. the long run. It's a great summary. I mean, it's a great ending point, our conversation too, because it takes us all the way from just 
talking fluff about people's yeah. houses to yeah. real life, right. you know, right. and just that's, that's what we're all about here with Iconic Talk too. just make sure that people are aware of what's going on in the community. So if you guys are, who are listening are inspired by this, or if you know a family, just nominate yeah. somebody, right? Yep. Absolutely. Just go to the website, yep. let it, let Ruth know that's happening. Yeah. Right. And if you feel led to donate not only your yeah. time um, or your trades or right. money, Yep. To be able to contribute to the to the cause. Yeah. So that, would be awesome. that and, and we also have your website, Ruth Truman Interiors dot com. You can yep. go there for that. Um, any other plugs before you, you walk away here? Oh gosh. Well I just wanna thank you guys. Yeah. This has been awesome. Yeah. So well, fun. Thank you Thanks again. For being here. Well, Full circle back to Icon Real Estate. The, the building looks amazing. It so does. Yeah. we Yay. really appreciate it. Glad you, you guys um, like it. You knocked it out of the park. So awesome. we'll refer you to all the people that we know. So awesome. thanks, Ruth. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, thanks so much, Ruth. You are amazing. And yeah, again, as we said at the beginning of the episode, come by. See her work in process, or actually, you can go to her website again, right. com. She has an amazing site that gives pictures and portfolio ideas of just what she's done in the past, and, and her design and aesthetic and her taste is great. So I, I agree. It's I mean, it is beautiful work, and I do not have an eye for design whatsoever. Right. It is not my... So you're fully willing to hand it over to somebody, to an expert, and say, I'll trust and do anything 100%. you want. 100%. I have friends that can do all this, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, my brain does not go to yeah. this. That's, I would love to live in this. Because that's my and, challenge. Yeah. My, my challenge is to say, okay, I have to back away and let the expert do their thing. Oh, I yeah. have no problem doing that. Yeah. Because I know when it's it's not my realm, it's not my expertise, mm-hmm. and no, I'm, I have no problem. I would love to be able to take advantage of like having somebody like Ruth just come in and maybe at my next house when I eventually do downsize and be like, you know what? Here, I want this. I want this warmth feeling yep. that you have when you walk into, you know, some of these houses and some of the pictures that she's designed. I mean, the the properties, the kitchens, and the the family rooms. I just I She'll love be able the, to do it. the the warmth. It's great. No, that was that was our challenge for icon real estate as well as there's a lot of people who have vested interest and opinions about what the office could look like and yes. should look like and i had to be the gatekeeper be like nope whatever ruth truman says goes and if you have an idea she needs to approve it because <laughs> I, and i do believe i heard those words directed at me once when i brought up an idea of having um some, some macrame hanging sound downstairs panels for or something sounds like that. or yes. something like so, that. Nope. It would just, and you know what? That's the great thing is when you do hire somebody, you can just kind of squash all of it. Yep. It's just like, look, this is her. I hired an expert. She's doing a great job. This is her design. And then you just hands are washed. Yep. Well, that savvy and giving she did a great job. That savvy giving organization is lucky to have her reach out to them to yes. say, yes, she's willing to give her time to support these families and these kids mm-hmm. who have um, just health issues. And it's a great idea, um, especially as they I agree. as they're in and out of hospitals. And they're I mean, I had a sick child when he, he was one and a half years old and we were at UVA all summer. And if he was older where he was aware of his surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, more so I would have been like thrilled to have that happen to my family because right. it's just a lot. When your family goes through a healthcare drama or stress of that, it's like your, your life just stops. And then, like she said, her three-year-old is like, um, 
I want cancer too. Right. Because I want to get the, the same attention. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an amazing organization to be able to um, just have her help families out in right. that kind of need. To be and for her to be able to use her expertise <clears throat> um, to be able to give back to the community and give back to the families. Yep. It's not just to the child, but definitely to those families yep. that she can help them, the siblings, the kids. Um, just a little bit of something during their time of need. So hopefully you guys learned a lot because I mean I did and wasn't really fully aware of all that mm-hmm. she does for these families. So, um, support her, right. you know, get out there and, and support that effort. Um, well, what else is happening in our community as we're wrapping up this episode? Let's go to, I mean, the local town. There's our, all kinds of things that constantly happen every week. Yep. Local events. We've got a March cash party. It's going on on Saturday at 6 PM, $30 at the Gainsborough fire and rescue. Um, you can call Frank for tickets, uh, phone numbers, 540-888-0007. Um, if it does snow, which I always think it's funny when they put the snow dates in there, yeah. so I don't know, are we supposed to be getting weather there this was, weekend? They were talking about it potentially, okay. but I think it's off, the, I think it's going to be just warm enough now where it's just rain. I feel like we're just not yeah. getting that snow this year nope, at all, but snow happening. date would have been March 25th. Um, now we also have the 2023 spring follies. $5 at the door Saturday, also on the 11th, Sunday on the 12th from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Corin Community Development Center on Skirmisher Lane in Middletown. Awesome. Now, this is really cool. This sits home for me on um, this Saturday on March 11th, starting at 10 a.m., Sharando High School Gym. The Sharando Band Boosters are hosting a new indoor competition. It's going to showcase performances from color guard, percussion, huh. and winds. Huh. I believe this is the first one that they've ever had in the yeah. school history. This I haven't is, heard of that. This is huge. So, it, and they are so fun to see. So, like if you know people like Drumline, that movie, yeah. you can see the Drumlines do different um, performances, and then cool. the color guards. Um, so that's that's going to be loud in the gym. Yeah. Yep. But it's, they, they compete every year they go and they compete in other places. So this is the first time that they're able to have something here. And I believe there's going to be 30 different, um, groups coming oh, wow. in. Cool. So it's pretty huge, but, uh, go to sharandoband.org for more details and pricing, uh, about what's going on there. And Love I also it. did notice that there's a bunch of things going on. Um, a lot of sporting events at Shenandoah university. So there's a lot. Go to that website. Um, there's a lot of home games. There's softball. There's baseball. There's um, lacrosse going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for something to do, there are plenty there's options. Plenty this of weekend. options this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us, and we can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we would love it if you'd take the time and a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simon Vitalia. Until next time, thanks, Iconic. Iconic.